Too Many Comics, episode 204. Brooks, this is officially the second try at 204. So um, good thing we don't record these live or else some, somebody would have had a uh, sneak peek at some of the discussions that we had a couple weeks ago. I mean, but if you combined all the tries and put them on top of the episode count, we'd be like 217. Yeah. So hopefully this comes through. So we're back to trying Skype. Uh, we actually did record episode 204 a few weeks ago. And had some issues with what we used. And apologies for the last episode that went out because some of those may have existed on that one as well. Uh, so we're back to trying Old Faithful. Uh, I am currently sick, so that's played a role in some delays of of recording. But uh, yet here we are. We've got a ton of news to catch up on. So why don't we just start blowing right through? Blow right through. So there's talks that a Joker 2 is in early development and will be set years after the first. I thought the whole point was that it was not going to be a sequel, a driven thing. It was a one-off. They can't resist whenever it does so well? I mean, it is uh, It is on track to be, if not already by this recording, the most successful R-rated movie of all time. Is that right? I think it already hit that, yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I hit that first. Have but you ever seen it? No. No, me neither. <laughs> but, but, but who was over here? A buddy who was over here the other day. Day and there was talk of like the famous stairs he goes down, which I've seen it in the trailers. And they're like, they're in New York. We should go to the famous stairs. And I was like, I don't know where the hell those could be. They're in the Bronx, so we did not go to the famous stairs. That's far. Were they famous beforehand, or they're just famous because of all the memes now? It's because of the memes. Okay. So, but, but, but I, I don't want to go down the memes. Yeah, and, me neither. And do that. I'm sorry. There's there's always so much I would do, but not that. Okay. Have you seen any of the Watchmen yet, though? And as I'm, of this recording, has three episodes on HBO. I am current. Where are you? I have not watched the third yet, uh, simply because I've been sick and sleeping most of the couple of days, last couple of days. Dude, it is such a great show. I told you I, the first time we recorded this, you had not seen the first one yet. So I'm interested in your thoughts. I mean, I think it's amazing, and one of the things that's so great about it is okay. Yes, um, it's. It it is beneficial, or it enhances the experience. If you read the, or even saw the movie, uh, the original run of, of Watchmen, right? Because yes. they're, they're Easter eggy type things. However, even without that, it's so smartly crafted. Uh, Daniel Lindelof is doing this, who for me is best known for The Leftovers, which I that movie, uh, that movie, that show to me was so well layered and well paced and just smart and this is doing the same thing and you know i'm not going to spoil anything for you on episode three but like it is it is that much it is that much better if you have read or are familiar with the original series just the the references and we're talking like lines or characters that are being brought through just other little references it's it's just it's just so well done and i mean i'm this i believe this this first season is eight episodes which is manageable for anybody but uh i I think it's awesome awesome is it confirmed to be multiple seasons i mean i think it's one of those things like well for a limited time only the mcrib will be here but then people love the mcrib and it comes back again (laughs) isn't that where that happens yeah uh yeah it's it's been super awesome and i you know my i guess my one critique whenever we first talked about this so i'll just bring it up again since no one has heard that critique is that it sort of i sort of feel like it should have a different name other than just watchmen uh i feel like it it leads it leads you to believe that it's maybe going to be the book 
retold or, you know, someone who has seen the movie and is like, oh, cool, they're turning this into a TV show. I'll watch it. I think you could still have Watchmen in the title, but just name it, you know, slightly. I like the prequels in the books were called Before Watchmen. Sure. Um, you know, just to give the sense of, you know, this is the same world, but it's existing after the, you know, the ultimate Watchmen story, that being the original actual book. But that, that aside, it's been fantastic thus far. And I'm, I'm sure the third episode is just as good as the first two. And uh, hopefully it catches on and hopefully it brings more people into the book and just that whole world in general. Yeah, true. Going back to the first thing we talked about, which is the sequel of Joker, I did see that. Oh, crap. I'm forgetting his name. Who played Bane? Who played Venom? Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Tom Hardy is a tease, the face off in the Venom sequel of, of him and Carnage, who was at the very end of that movie. Uh, tease is being played by Woody Harrelson. Yes. So they're already, tell- they're already talking about that as well. So just. And yet, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I'm I did see there was some. Is there some movie coming out that has um, Woody Harrelson and what's the guy's name who plays Lex Luthor? Jesse Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, is it yeah. Zombie Land Two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they had asked them about their characters. Uh, they had asked him if if he knew anything about where Lex Luthor might show up again. He basically said like, no, I have no idea. And they asked Woody about Carnage. You know, do you have any idea or their plans? And he said he said something along the lines of, "I like know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing and what the plans are." Some some shit like that. So like Marvel again just has it all planned out, and DC doesn't know what it's doing. Well, there you go. But, although uh, although put a pin in that because there is a DC. I'm sorry, uh, Marvel question mark that we'll we'll pick up. Uh, could I move it? No, I'm not gonna move it. Let's talk about it later. Okay, it's coming. It's coming up later. Uh, since the last time we've talked, the Star Wars Rise of Skywalker final trailer has hit. Uh, your thoughts as the resident Star Wars super geek? Uh, <laughs> Between the two of us. It just looks so good. I, I, and I, this is truly the end of, you know, of, of the franchise that I know of, that I grew up on. Yeah, they're, they're, they've teased it. Well, obviously, Princess Leia, they're running around of footage, so yeah. she's done. Uh, they they kind of teased C-3PO sacrificing himself for something. Luke is already dead. Han Solo is already dead. The actor who played Chewbacca is dead. And I, I don't mean to dwell on those parts of it, but if you grew up on this and have just felt that having those characters come back in this latest installment just warms your 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 charcoal heart. Um. It's it's kind of sad to know that, that that's coming to a close. However, they've done, in my opinion, really done, done a fantastic job with this franchise, with these last you know two now three versus the prequels that sucked. So I mean, I'm, I'm into it. I really am. So they, I don't, I don't follow, uh, you know, their plans as closely as the other stuff. Um, so this nine, this ninth movie finishes off the story of the Skywalker saga as they, as they call it. Is it expected that the next trilogy that starts will be like Ray still? And like these characters will be all new characters. Well, that's, I mean, that's all in the air. Okay. I mean, wasn't there a story we have in here about like people jumping off the star Wars train? Cause it's, it's difficult to, it's difficult to service this thing. It's a massive, massive franchise. And by the way, I'm going to be watching the Mandalorian when it drops soon. And you know, we're all going to, it'll be okay. We're going to live in harmony and peace. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse announces sequel release date, that being April 8th, 2022. 
That's so far. What's the point? <laughs> That's, you know, two and a half years, little, little under two and a half years to uh, get the excitement and buzz going. Sure. I, I imagine it takes a long time to animate all that. I know. Well, then just keep it – do what they do with other series and, and 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 artists that are clever where it's like it's out tomorrow and people still go see it in droves. Don't give me this much lead time. I don't mean it, – it's it's good for like hope's sake. But you know what I'm saying? That, that, that new strategy where they don't tell you and then all at once it's like it's out then in two weeks. I'm with you. And people – that's the way. That's the smarter way to do it. Whoever invented that strategy, I'm I'm with you. Yes. All right. So before we talk uh, some books this week, let's just lay down that uh, we'll be back on track next week reading Undiscovered Country number one. This is out of Image Comics. This is this November. New York Times bestselling writers Scott Snyder and Charles Sully uh, <laughs> will team up with artists Giuseppe Camancoli and Danielle. Great. Orlandini, and 2019 Eisner Award-winning colorist Matt Wilson. Matt Wilson colors everything great. Uh, to embark on an epic adventure in the brand-new ongoing series Undiscovered Country. In the special oversized first issue, readers will journey into the near future in an unknown nation that was once the United States of America, a land that's become shrouded in mystery after walling itself off from the rest of the world, after walling itself off from the rest of the world without explanation over 30 years ago. When a team seeking a cure for a global pandemic breaches U.S. borders, they quickly find themselves in a struggle to survive this strange and deadly lost continent. Cool. So, big time uh, creators, and we'll see how it goes. Well, I mean, to your point, and uh, to, to me, there were other things that I'm looking forward to that I'll just briefly mention, which are things like New Mutants by Jonathan Hickman and uh, X-Force by Benjamin Percy, who I don't mu- know much about. But I'm loving this new uh, Dawn of X thing happening. So I'm going to read them all until I decide which ones I like the best. But so far, uh, I am enjoying the relaunch of the X-Men line because they're now allowed to be in the MCU. So we can talk about this again <laughs> in the comics. We can talk about the big cats. That's what it is. But I, I, listen, I, politics be damned. I'm excited. All right. Well, then let's just lead us right into what we've read these last couple of weeks then because we have not been able to talk on the show, although we have talked previously as we attempted to record once about X-Men number one. So just kick it off with that, if you will, uh, about where that launch stands with you. And I'm assuming you've read some of the stuff that has come out since then, like uh, Marauders, Excalibur. Uh, so give us a taste. Okay, so Marauders number one. This is done by Gary Dugan, who I also do not know. And this is focusing on uh, – okay, so this is gonna, I'm going to have a hard time with this. Okay, so the whole point in this new X-Men world is they have these portals that are powered by the mutant island nation of Krakoa. Leave me alone. <laughs> and, and for some reason, uh, Kitty Pride, whose main power is to be able to phase through objects, cannot penetrate one of the portals. She's, she, she's rejected from them, and that's which, is, which has become a curious thing. However – uh, they want to use her to sort of be part of the new Hellfire Club to serve as basically a pirate agent. And I realize the cover of this book is made that a very literal pun um, to be able to. Okay, so then also, Jesus. So, 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 so then also in this new world, um, the mutant nation has been able to produce cure alls for the human nation. So it's like, leave us alone and we'll give you medicine for. Anything you that you have problems with cancer, AIDS, name name the name the diseases. We'll, we will cure them. Just leave us alone. 
But there are parts of the world where humans are not all about this whole scenario. So they're blocking the portals where mutants could make deliveries to and fro. So Kitty Pride, who cannot pass through these portals, is going to be responsible for getting drugs in and out of these nations with the help of a ragtag team of team members. That's what it's about. Okay. So a little bit shady, but and apparently she was not the first choice to, to lead this team. But because she cannot pass through portals, it's like, well, fuck it. I'll do it. Okay. That's that. That's the general idea. I hope that's a good way to describe it. I mean, it but makes sense to me. I was able to follow. Okay, so th- then we have Excalibur, which I'm really excited about. Um, this, uh, as you know, is star- is starring well, no longer Psylocke. She is not going by Betsy Braddock. She's given up that mantle because she, the, the the name of Psylocke was to her sort of a burden. Uh, even though she had it before, she switched bodies for like 30 years. She now is like, I don't want to be called that any longer. Unless she's back in her original body, and um, which happened back in. Uh, over the last summer and anyway um, she has returned to the island of Krakoa and she doesn't feel super comfortable there and lo and behold um, there are things happening in in a place called Otherworld which it, which her family has ties to her brother is the existing Captain Britain her other brother uh, is, is mutant also and they're British and and the, the portals I mentioned before are now opening into this magical place where like, King Arthur would be and yada yada. And they don't like that mutants are, are able to access their home planet, this home planet, their home world, whatever. And so this creates this whole Michigas where Apocalypse, of all people, who's going by a name that we cannot pronounce. It's like remember when Prince changed his name to a symbol we couldn't say? Yes. Remember this? The Apocalypse has a weird name we can't say any longer either because Krakoa has its own language. Man, I'm a nerd. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so they um, he's asked if if Betsy Braddock, aka former Psylocke, and her brother can get in there and see what's what. Next thing you know, her brother gets corrupted by a woman called Morgan Le Fay, who is in, involved with like Merlin and all this. And Captain Britain, who is not a mutant, is powered by this amulet and gives it to Psylocke and says, "Take this, get out of here." And so now she's become the new Captain Britain. That's what she's being called going forward. And we're left being like, well, now what do we do? Basically. And I liked it. I did. I thought the art was good. I, I, I'm not familiar with, with well, Tony Howard we read um, with that Adventures book a few weeks ago, whatever the hell that was. We didn't like it. Yeah. But I thought, this, I, th- I thought this was well done. And, of course, these books are costing five bucks a piece, all these relaunches, which is a cash grab. I get it. Oh, but certainly. I know. But, I, but I'm enjoying them. I really am. I really am. Well, so I'm, uh, I'm happy for you. You've you've put in the time and stuck it out through a lot of books to get to this point. Yep. To have the I team have. back in the MCU and therefore in the good graces of Marvel Comics. And and they're hiring like the best people to do them. They're, When's they, the they, Fantastic they them, Four relaunch? I there I think they already are kind of right. I know uh, Invisible Woman has a book out that's supposed to be pretty good. Okay. That's something. All right then. But anyway, but I mean I I mean, I've and I've really been enjoying it. I really have. So uh, of the two New X-Men books, that's kind of where we fall. Okay. So far. And I don't know if it ever made it into a posted show or not, but I did read that X-Men number one and felt incredibly lost, but I support you. Yeah, I mean, I could tell you feel that way, but more for me. Yeah, but I can tell that it seems pretty awesome. It's just, uh, it's not for me. Any, any, who's Bill? 
what else did we get to that we both probably read? I'm assuming Joker Killer Smile. Uh, yeah, I mean, not only, did I, did, not only did I read this, I was so um, moved. Uh, this is by Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sortino, who are doing um, Gideon Falls. Yes. And, and they also they also did um, Old Man Logan, the, the initial run of it. Um, dude, listen, I would, I would read most anything that Andrea Sorrentino has drawn because his spreads are so killer. Jeff Lemire could be a little hit and miss. Let's mm-hmm. be fair. More hit than miss, but, but yes, more, more hit than miss, but there are, there are, there are misses. I've not seen anything by Andrea Sorrentino that I didn't like. So when I saw this was announced and I saw it on Twitter and I didn't know it was even coming. Um, I, I immediately downloaded it for, or I, I pre-ordered it, whatever from Comixology. I made a trip to the store and bought the original cover and a variant cover. And by the way, these are like magazine size. So I had to buy special covers for these. I thought That's that how might be the I, case because on Comixology, they're laid out differently. Interesting. That was awesome. Yeah, that was, was awesome. Pretty so, great. So this is, so we've got, unless you want to do it because I've been doing the last couple. No, that, we've wanna... got, so everyone knows the Joker um, has got a past of dealing with psychotherapists that, can't control him that think they can reach him and don't. And he busts out of Arkham Asylum. So we're greeted to him in, in Arkham. Now he's got a new, new psychotherapist named Ben or Benji. Uh, he calls him Benji. His name's Ben, Dr. Ben Arnell. Um, so he's, you know, he's going back and forth as to whether or not it's his ego that can get to him or if he's able to just actually turn the Joker into being a, a normal person. Um, and basically we've got just the process of this is either a terrorizing Ben's mind, B Joker's able to do some things on the outside and actually sort of penetrate his home or, you know, see a little bit of both. Um, he's obviously through one issue is, uh, it's been going on. He's only got two weeks left to, to treat him, but he's in his head big time. Um, the, the art, as you mentioned, is, is great. Let me give a shout out to Jordy Belair too who is the colorist on this. Um, so even when you start going through the, the mix and match of just the, the, the purple and green at the beginning, um, the, the, everything is just, is Joker. There's these scenes of them down, um, in Arkham are fantastic. He's it, it's, it's an awesome book. It's, I'm not quite sure if it's ongoing. I should read the be, the beginning. If it's going to be a, just, like it, a, it's, it's one of three. One of three? God damn. Yeah, but, but, but they're long. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to want more of this. I can just tell. Uh, but yeah, it's fantastic. The, the book, the storyline seems like it's going to be a, a, like an awesome Joker one that, that lasts for a while. And those are my favorite ones of his that are like um, Arkham Asylum was just like a, him terrorizing Batman for an entire book that was, you know, as you're reading, like leaves you a little bit scared. And I have a feeling that the sense that we're going to get that from this Joker is he just sits in Arkham and, you know, just the way he's talking, it's the, it doesn't have to do anything. And those are the, the psycho thrillers are sort of my favorite genre. So, uh, I'm exciting, excited to read the rest of this. I thought it was awesome. I did. It's fantastic. What's not to love? I mean, not uh, a lot. We both finished Deceased. Yep. So I just read... I wasn't quite sure if I had read number five. Um, so I read five and six just before we started recording this. Um, I'm pleasantly surprised with how they ended this. Uh, you know, I was a little weary that even though it's sort of an, an offshoot book that they would tie it up with, with someone like 
going all out, saving the day and all is well, and it's all solved and, and good and great. And we've got the virus and everyone can come back to life now. That is not what happened. Uh, and no. even, and even such at the very end when cyborg realizes that he has the cure in him, man, he just gets his, <laughs> like, I don't know. I guess I wouldn't ruin it for anybody, but just the scene of him, whatever, what happens directly after, after that, it was, was pretty telling that you figured that, you know, wasn't going to be all, all gravy at the end. Like the shit just yeah. went down. They got to get the hell out of here. Um, so yeah, I'd, I still like the other book more as it as it's going on as as those two are event Leviathan and deceased, but I thoroughly enjoyed deceased. I didn't read any of those the two little, or at least the one um, the one shot the yeah. one, uh, but but the six issue book was was a was a great read and I'm I'm glad it didn't take the easy way out. Yeah, it was a toughie. I I when I started reading, it was like man, because um, I did read five for sure. I remember. And I was like, how are they going to wrap this up? Because it is not looking good. And, you know, to your point, um, there is a, there was a resolve of some kind. Um, yes. But not, not, not without a lot of, lot of problems. Yeah. A lot of problems. Man, and by the way, oh God, I, if I can just go back, Watchmen number three. You need to get in there. Just just do it. Fine, I will. Just, just, just because of the references to the original book. And, and this is, I know this is so left field to people who have moved on from that part of the show and who have not read that original run, but man, oh man, so good. Yeah. And I can bring that up now because I'd been talking in the last few episodes of going back through and reading Watchmen. I did finish it. So I'm, you know, I'm fully up to date on that world. Some of the, you know, the, the little things that I didn't remember from reading years ago uh, are now fresh of fresh on fresh of mind. So I'm excited then. I will check it out tomorrow. All right, good. I look forward to hearing what you think. Um, Ascender number six. This is one what of happened? the Jeff Lemire hits, obviously. Yes, it is. Do you remember reading this? I do. Okay. So we get everyone's on the run, uh, trying to make it, trying to make it out, trying to stay alive. Um, Mila is with uh, Telsa and Bandit. Um, she's asking questions about Tim 21. If she knew her daddy's brother, her dad's little, I think it's cause her a little, his little brother. Um, yeah. God damn it. Are we going to get Tim 21 back? Like I got to see Tim 21. Of course. Of course. <laughs> but, but, but what were the, what were the creatures that hopped on board the ship? They had a weird name, Octowolves or something. Uh, I, did, did I make that up? Werewolves, but it was like W H E R E. But they were like sea creatures. Uh, were whales. That's it. Whales. That that's a that's a yeah. I don't, I don't like that at all. Get off the ship. So then we get another uh, big uh, turn of events at the uh, the last panel. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, but we get a, a a character that we all should know from from Descender that gets poked around, and you know, with Ascender and Descender, uh, Lemire does a great job of leaving us wanting more. So uh, ready for Ascender number seven, hopefully soon. I like it. Um, the, I did not get to Runaways and Curse of the White Knight. Uh, so if you want to dive quickly into those without revealing too much. Um, so Runaways is, wait, six is it's such an easy read. Yeah. Uh, they ran into a character. I forgot his name. Like the – is this – you remember about the what, – what was his name? The, the – the, uh, I, can't, I, can't, I can't want to say Dr. J, but that's a basketball player from a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dr. Justice or something like that? 
is that what it is? Doc Justice. Doc Justice. Okay, so so they are now running with Doc Justice, and he used to have something called the J Crew. And that's I mean I think that's wrong too. Doc Justice and the hold on please let me have this Doc, and the J Team. J Team. Okay, so first of all, Doctor J and J Crew. I'm sorry for any trademark <laughs> infringement on this episode. And neither Jay's involved. Um, what I didn't know is whether or not these people existed in a time in Marvel that I wasn't aware of. Within it, were they just like minor B stringers that never? Re- the answer is no. These are original characters. Because I looked this up, I was like, I can't. Because they they give more and more backstory of what happened to the J team and. Uh, you know, certain characters of this book being big fans of them, and I'm sorry, what happened to them? And it's like, what did happen? What? So the answer is, we're gonna, we're going to learn more about what that is, and they're a crime fighting team, which leads me to believe that there's more to be, more to more to be seen by the surface eye, by the naked eye. Okay. So, but 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 you know, this book is again, it's an easy read. I'm, I happen to say um, that it, it's issue 26, which is that's a long run. These days, yeah, no kidding. in comic books, and so I, that, I'd like that they've been able to make this work for them. Um, they've they've run away at least one time in this book, <laughs> so, so that's good. I cannot believe you didn't recurse curse the White Knight. Yeah, the, being sick has really set me back, but that's probably the first thing that I will get to. So we had a major cliffhanger in the last issue, but again, as you read this book, you know it's not mainstream DC, much like Deceased, where we're being treated to what would happen if. And then maybe not be so pleased with how brutally uh, characters we've known and loved for a long time are being manhandled and killed and mistreated. Yes. And, th- and that's what we're getting here. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, it remains to be seen, like, where is the White Knight in this book? Because that's that was the whole point of the last run, which was, again, wonderful, where the Joker uh, takes on this new identity, uh, having been uh, basically drugged into being sane. And opening the eyes of Marvel, or Marvel, Marvel oh. comics and DC readers are like the comic readers, all of them, <laughs> Dark Horse image readers, everyone was was surprised by this um, of what it meant to be a vigilante. And who are you really that good? Because look what you've done. So, but this book is still very smartly told and, and very well drawn. So there you go. All right. Um, the only other thing I got to is uh, I'm still up to date on Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. This is the Matt Fraction book. That is issue four of a, a 12 issue maxi series. Um, it's super uh, not lighthearted, but it's, you know, it's got the jokes and some, some funny things. It's, it's laid out differently. Uh, it's a different storytelling ways that fraction is, is typically good at. Um, I'm not sure how much bearing this has on the rest of any sort of mainstream DC thing going on. Um, you know, they've, they've made note of him uh, doing a shout out of like what's going on in other books, but I think it's more just like, um, glad handing. That's not, you know, there's, I don't think it, he really knows or it's like has any merit whatsoever. Um, but it's a fun read. I, I assume after 12 issues, it's probably going to be something that you might want to check out someday. If it shows up on Comicsology unlimited fractions, obviously very good. Uh, Steve Lieber's doing the art who did superior foes of Spider-Man and the fix with Nick Spencer. Uh, so it looks good too. And, uh, it's a pretty decent little book. Nice. So in weekly news, what do we have? We've got two casting news for Matt Reeves' The Batman. So they're eyeing Andy Serkis to play Alfred Pennyworth, and they have cast Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Okay, so I get uh, Andy Serkis. He can play anything. Uh, Colin Farrell. Seems like a odd choice, I feel like. Yeah, and was it so It was Jonah Hill that was up for The Penguin too, and I guess he had backed out. So it went from Jonah Hill to Colin Farrell. 
I mean, I, was I like get, down for someone else or something. I don't know. Well, I mean, Jonah Hill to me is a much more obvious casting choice for this. But yeah, but you know, though, let's just see what they do. Let's give, give it a shot. We've got so HBO. We, so, 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 wait, so we've got Paul Dano as the Riddler. We got Zoe Kravitz as, as Catwoman, and now Colin Farrell as potentially the Penguin. Yes, and Andy Serkis okay. will be fresh off of directing Venom Two. Good for him. All right. Uh, HBO Max has announced, and with their, you know, tie-ins with with Warner Brothers and having access to DC, they have announced a Strange Adventures TV series, and then an order for a, high, a DC high school comedy starring from Elizabeth Banks, DC superhero high. Okay, I like it. All right, uh, are we going to subscribe to HBO Max? Or are we getting too many now? I'm not gonna because I, I bought a new Apple TV, so I got an Apple TV Plus, and that, that's. That's so. This so I got Apple TV Plus, Amazon Prime, HBO Go, Hulu, and Netflix. I'm good. I'm good. And Disney Plus. And Disney Plus. Yes. Jesus. Which we have like a we have like a week to go. Yeah, can't wait. Um, Star Wars: Game of Thrones creators depart planned film trilogy. So we discussed this earlier. Um, they couldn't take the pressure. Uh, yep. Yeah, they said they love Star Wars. Blah 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 blah. Does this matter to you as being a fan of Game of Thrones? Uh, no, because it didn't end well. Okay. So uh, <laughs> give, it, give it to somebody. Give it to somebody that 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 can be consistent because that should not end well. Cause, because they, and this is not new news to people, um, had the benefit of having George R. R. Martin's books to to sort of lead the story, but they made it too fast, and so George R. R. Martin didn't have more books for them. So the final season, if not season, the final two, didn't have the benefit of a good script or a good like base story, and they fucked it up. So, no, I'm not. All right. New Mandalorian trailer released by Disney. You mentioned this earlier. I'm assuming you watched this and enjoyed it. And this show I will did. be out at the beginning of Disney+. Plus. Uh, will it be? Uh, series debuts November 12th on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Shit. I can't wait for that. Well, get Damn. Ready. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to have to just like pull the curtains. Just never leave. Look, it's getting cold. <laughs> Can I just retire? Just give me a TV yeah, really. and internet connection. That's all I need. Uh, Cloak and Dagger showrunner reacts to freeform cancellation. I threw this in here just because I don't think I knew that this had been canceled. So I have not watched season see, two yet. You didn't uh, see this? No, but, you know, Cloak and Dagger's canceled, though the characters will be showing up in the at least one episode of the next season of Runaways, which starts in a couple months. Uh, so it won't be the last of them. But uh, oh, this was sort of surprising. I guess sort of surprising. I'm not surprised. In that, yeah, the, but it was on Freeform, was hitting an audience that I thought would resonate a little more with it. And Olivia Holt is a, a big name for that audience as well. But it uh, wasn't good. No, it had its moments. I think it could have been better if it wasn't, like the story could have been better if not on Freeform. Because it really played up to the whole, like, teenage audience. Yeah. Uh, that goes hand in hand with Jeff Loeb on his way out at Marvel Television is the latest report. So what does that mean for us? Uh, it's you know Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige has taken over more responsibilities as chief creative officer. So, and we've got all the Marvel MCU TV shows coming to Disney Plus. I think it's going to be less and less Marvel related shows on the likes of Hulu and Freeform and ABC and all this and that. This this sort of stuff that Jeff Loeb was doing. So, uh, not a surprise. Okay, well, sure. Uh, Taika Waititi promises the live action remake of Akira is happening. Uh, and that's apparently going to start filming once he's done with uh, his next Thor. Okay. 
Uh, I, I would I like mean, to see I, this. I mean, I mean, I mean I've, always, I've always wanted to be a fan of Akira. I remember being a, a kid and seeing the, the cartoons, thinking it was so cool. But I just don't. I just never got into it. Uh, well, the book's pretty freaking great, and you know that they did a. I think they did a relaunch of the Blu-ray, of like the I want to say the 40th anniversary. Um, anyway, of the of the animated version. Uh, so go check it out. Uh, I'd be interested to see how they pull off a, a live-action one, and he's certainly someone that I would, uh, you know, welcome taking a chance at it. So glad that it's still in the works. Cool. Vin Diesel's Bloodshot movie gets brutal first trailer. Okay, I I want to see this movie. I'm just not a fan of the casting. No. It's not. It's not. It, it makes not. it seem as though it's just any other Vin Diesel action flick. Yes, that's true. And, and, by feel, way, and, and, and that's not even close to his real name, just so you know. It's like Albert Johnson or something. <laughs> I feel like they could have, you know, the, there's been talk of Sony building a whole Valiant universe in, in film, and they could have gone the way of you know, up-and-coming actors uh, telling a great story, locking them up for however many films. Uh, but it looks like they've gone the way of, we're going to spend a ton on these, so we need a big name that's going to bring in a ton, regardless of whether or not it's good. And just kind of just kind of use the Bloodshot name to just make a big movie, I guess. Also, his name is Mark Sinclair. I looked it up. Uh, stupid name. Yeah, it is stupid. Um, Charlie Cox is good as confirmed to return as Daredevil in MCU movies. As is um, Christian Ritter. Jessica Jones. This would be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, is it minor to- roles, though? I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I could see them more easily slipping in uh, Charlie Cox in a courtroom and being like, uh, nod. Yeah, it could be harder with uh, Jessica Jones because I mean, she is she's not typically running around with them that way. Yeah, and, and the books she did at one point, but that was all like you know, you know, uh, retconned. But yeah, well, however they do it, I'm I'm okay with. Yeah, I mean they both they both fit these roles very well, and they they were Luke Cage had its moments, but I think these two, you know, a couple of those Daredevil seasons were fantastic. I love the first season of Jessica Jones. I think they were the two of the characters of, of the Defenders that were the best, whether that's you know acted, casted, however. But you know, let's let's make them happen. I mean, we already put the effort into getting to know these people. Let's. Work it out with Netflix, get all the rights back, whatever you need, and just uh, sneak them on in there. With these people. Yeah. Meanwhile, Haley Steinfeld has sort of cast doubts over whether or not, not only will she be a part of the Disney Plus Hawkeye series, but that is even going to happen at all. This was an interview. Now, I don't know if she's being coy or if this, this is like the studio being like, don't make them, make them question what's going to happen. Because I'm way on board with this. Yeah. Way on, way on board. I feel like it's her being I feel like it's the studio saying like either the deal's not 100% done yet or it's like signed and obviously they haven't started filming this or anything yet and they're kind of just like you need to you know chill out for a second meanwhile though uh so when when I read that this not only this news came out but before when they announced the series um you know I bought because I was always on board with Kate Bishop and I went and bought her first appearance. It was Young Avengers 2000-something, years ago. But still in the 2000s. I bought it for $3. I saw on eBay that it had sold for like 55 recently. And it's, or it's on sale for like 24 55 or 30 bucks. And I'm like, I knew it. 
people. I knew it. You're rich. I mean, it's not about that. I just wanted to pretend. Like, I could pick it because, because I like the character. I don't need $50, luckily. But I was like, yeah, it should cost this much. I was surprised I got it for cost back then even. Well, I'm happy for you. Thank, thank, I don't believe it, but thank you. <laughs> and let's finish things up with the 10 best Marvel stories on Comixology Unlimited, according to Scoot Allen at comicbookresources.com. All right. Take us through this. All right. Number 10, Daredevil by Brian Michael Bendis. Sure. Number nine, Secret Wars. I mean, I enjoyed it. Number eight, Hawkeye, My Life is a Weapon. Should be way higher than yes. that. Seven, Infinity. I didn't read it. Six, New X-Men, E for Extinction. I mean, it, it's good, but it's hard to get into. Five, Jessica Jones, Alias. I mean, really? Four, Captain America, Winter Soldier. I didn't read it. Three, The Mighty Thor. Didn't read it. Two, Superior Spider-Man. I didn't read it. I wanted to, though. One, Annihilation. I didn't read that. Jesus. What did you read of these? Uh, probably less than you. I've read Winter Soldier, Jessica Jones, Hawkeye, and that's it. Hawkeye should, <laughs> Hawkeye should be number one. Yeah, most likely. Full, and I, I mean, I don't even know if it's even on. And the, the Iron Man series that Matt Fraction did, also amazing. Iron Fist. Yeah, but but if he did Iron Man, it'd be good. Probably too. could. Yeah, um, <laughs> I want to read Spear Spider Man. I'd like to do that. I really want to read Mighty Thor before that movie comes out. Uh, and I wouldn't mind reading Bendis' Daredevil. I imagine that's very good. I mean, I mean, yeah, but there's, there, I don't know. It, it's hard with these because this is one person's opinion. Yeah, and his and his name is Scoot. Scoot. I'll never trust a scoot again. Never again. All right. Well, economy. let's hope this uh, recording went well and we're not recording this episode with even more news tacked on top. Uh, but <laughs> so it is up next week. We've got undiscovered country. Number one, Brooks will be telling us all about new mutants and X-Force. Yes. All right. Uh, and uh, hit us up at too many and find us online. Uh, we're ready to chat some books. I've been reading too many comics.